This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Some wonderful conversations we have on the program. Welcome back, folks. It's Kelly and Ramya at the home studio in London, Ontario. I'm Kelly McDonald, Ramya Muthan over there at the um, studio in Toronto on main campus. But, you know, it's always fun, Ram, to sit, learn, and just get different perspectives. And I, I have to say with Brian and talking about PUSH, so many different perspectives you get to view in this program. Yeah, absolutely. There's just... Um, oh, and Unity. Unity. And, you know, when we talk about reality shows, yeah, we, we love the, the character following, right? And we think like, oh my, the personalities. But really, this concept of push is way deeper than that, because we're talking about following lives of people with disabilities. So as he kind of said near the end, people reach out to him for tips, for tricks, for, um, you know, advocacy examples and, and venting and ranting about that, because it hits in a different way when you are, are uh, talking about disability and thinking like, oh my gosh, I go through the exact same stuff that these people are going through. How are you painting a truck? Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, exactly. like, like, I know some people sitting there saying, so he's painting a truck. Yeah, well, you try doing it from his position and wondering how, and yet let him show you and say, oh, of course that makes sense. Really cool stuff. All right, let's get to our bi-weekly entertainment chat. This is with Corinne Van Dusen. Hi, I'm Corinne Van Dusen. Join me as we dive into the latest entertainment stories from music, television, and movies here with Kelly and Ramya. Well, we're definitely getting into movies and music today. Um, <laughs> just off the top with this first item, Corinne, four movies are in production for one of the most popular bands in the world, in history, The Beatles. Yeah. So why four movies and not just one? Is this all happening simultaneously? Uh, yep, yeah, it should be. Uh, the four movies are because the story is going to be told through each of the members. So each member is going to get their very own movie, John Lennon, uh. Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Ringo Starr. So how they um, experienced, I believe this isn't set in stone. Uh, it's starting uh, starting the band and being the biggest band in the world kind of thing. So the the pivotal moments that other, move, other biopics have tried. Um, there's Backbeat. There's a, um, a bunch of uh, different ones that bring everyone together and like tells the story, quote unquote, of the Beatles yeah. that I don't think quite quite captured it like backbeat takes place in germany because the beatles played in germany mm -hmm. with um yeah. um i believe it was Stu sutcliffe who was the bassist um and then he left to stay in germany and then unfortunately passed away not soon after so that story's been told which has been pretty good and then there's been movies about john lennon uh and such but this is like four movies four perspective of the same band so it's like you know getting four sides of the story yeah yeah, wow. and and not having to feel like you need to cut or capture or kind of box in certain elements to make it all fit into one thing. It's like, a, it mm. would be weird choices, right? Because you're choosing what you you're so tempted to choose what's the most accurate as opposed to their opinions. Yeah, and, and you're trying to encompass fail. four stories, but then you know this essence of like looping it all back in together because they are a band. Whereas in this case, you can legit just keep everything separate. Or however, yeah. I don't know. These are my editorial comments. It's so <laughs> cool. Um, so the director is Sam Mendes, and he says he has a grand vision for the project. Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. So he said 
they're going to be interconnected stories. So to your point, uh, Ramia, they might not be the exact same thing, mm. but they're interconnected with everyone telling uh, stories throughout. It's from each band member's point of view. Uh, and they do say the dating cadence of the films will be revealed closer to the release. So they haven't locked it down to starting the band, being the band, ending the band kind of thing. Okay. Like it'll be interesting to see. There's lots of cool um, ways you could do it. Like we can all become editors for this film. <laughs> yeah, films yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll be interesting what people, when they do come out, what you would choose to see first. Whose mm -hmm. perspective well, of whatever, I, right? It's not sure. They haven't said, Sam Mendes hasn't said um, if he will release them all at once or right. one by one. Uh, he did say that they're expected to roll out in an innovative fashion, potentially coexisting or right. intersecting in theaters, but not necessarily. So it's going to be wow. a big uh, a big thing all around, not just like the movies themselves, but how they come out, how they go to theaters. Because, you know, you can... Everyone has their, most people have their favorite beetle. If you like the Beatles, you yep. got your favorite beetle, right? So you're going to yep. want to see whoever it is first. And like poor Ringo is probably going to be the last one to be. <laughs> uh, I don't know. A lot of younger that. people, a lot of younger people <laughs> like Ringo due to his performances on TV and That's stuff, fair. right? Where a lot may go for, oh, John Lennon and, you know, the one who died. It's probably the shorter, but it's more poignant in certain ways. And um, Corinne, like for me, I, I'd probably go see Paul first. And, and and that that's just, but I would love them to come out at the same time. I'd like to see the choice, what leads in the choices people make. Mm -hmm. I would definitely go Paul, George, Ringo, John. Those are, that's my order. Uh, so. Me too. I, just I, because I, would, I, I know, tend to agree with you. I already so know so much about John Lennon. I was a huge Beatles fan in high school. My entire room was full of Beatles stuff. I had every like bootleg copy. I would wow. search for different memorabilia and posters. Like they were in high school, they were such a huge part of, of life. So knowing all about it. So, and a lot of people go into it, right. So get yep. back yeah. the uh, Peter Jackson yeah. special that has come out, showed a lot of things about the Beatles from one, from one certain spot, right. They're recording an album and they're going to record right on the roof. So people already have a lot of knowledge about the Beatles. Um, and yep. this will be interesting to see which like kind of things that are chosen to put forth because you can't put absolutely unless you want to do like six hour films each which hopefully he's not going to yeah, do because that's no, a long commitment no. yeah <laughs> yeah, so, yeah I, I like that i love even you're referencing the hamburg shows it, it just what the difference in the way things were and when you think about a band like that being so prolific so early over in the uk and then uh starting the british invasion really in 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 the states but i was i, I was a little younger when i liked started to like the beatles was just before john lennon got shot like month, mere months before and i was just collecting records and everything it was so i i think this is great okay mm -hmm. should we move on to your friend over here marvel uh they're hoping to <laughs> finally get it right with its latest fantastic four movie so what makes this movie, this one, so different than the other ones? And why did the other ones not make it? Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Explain. Yeah. Can we talk? Can we talk? <laughs> well, first of all, we'll say what this this latest one is about. So it's not going to center, center around how the Fantastic Four got their powers. That's what the other ones do, like how uh -huh. um, each mm -hmm. character became who they are. Uh, it's basic. A lot of people know it. The president of Marvel just says they're going to... Thing, uh, something that they've never seen before. So I don't know the day-to-day -day accounting of the. 
Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. oh man. Yeah, yeah. This is the minimal version of the Fantastic Four. Who's in this thing? <laughs> They've uh, loaded it with a lot of good people. Pedro Pascal, who's uh, a golden boy right now, I would say. He's been cast as Reed Richards, who's Mr. Fantastic. Uh, Vanessa Kirby is Sue Storm, a.k.a. The Invisible Woman. Yvonne Musk-Backrack. He is from The Bear. He's won literally every award that he could be nominated for. So good. <laughs> he is playing wow. uh, Ben Grimm, who turns into The Thing. And then Joseph Quinn plays Johnny Storm, who is the nice. Human Torch. Okay. So let's go back to Rum's initial question. Do you think they finally cracked the code in making a good Fantastic Four film based on the past <clears throat> errors, mistakes? <laughs> <laughs> the two previous movies um i i like to love everything i do i give everything a chance i try my best fantastic four is not something i can do anymore <laughs> i saw the 2005 version in theaters they put jessica Elba and chris elvin i know chris <laughs> evans they were huge superstars and yep. it was you know, it it just seems to be, I know Marvel kind of goes for more cheese factor, like with Thor and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and such, but it's just like, no offense, but who cares about the Fantastic Four? And we've proved it twice that nobody really does. I know, like, why yes, are they, they trying work, again? Yeah, yeah, they yeah all I'm sorry. I felt they this way as a child. Happen. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic click. Yeah. And uh, Miles uh, Teller was in the last one. So it's not like they don't get big names for each one. And they're just trying to do everything. But it just doesn't, like, it's it's not a group that has proven to be interesting. If you watch the 2005 one, it was also filmed in Toronto. So there's a lot of Toronto things there. Uh, a bunch of reporters run up and, like, Ben Mulroney is in it. So it's, like, media people from Canada that you'd recognize, which was pretty cool. And then it's just, it's cheesy. It's a cheesy thing. So the 2005 <laughs> one was fun. They tried to get darker with the 2015 one. And now they're trying again in 2025. That's when it's supposed to go. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like kicking you know, the cat every, 25, yeah. every 10 years to see if yeah. there's different viewers, different yeah. potential. This, I'm not going to tell you... I'm not going to tell you not to see it because everyone yeah. likes different movies, right? I am right. in love with the Fast and Furious series. Not everybody likes that. I think it's the greatest thing ever made. A lot of people made. do, though. Yeah. And, yeah. And, the... so, and some people will like this. I'm not saying don't exactly. go see it. It's not my cup of tea. And some people will go because it's Marvel, right? Like, we got huge mm -hmm. fan bases for Marvel. And whether mm. or not they, they do it well, they got another kick at the can, so it's Marvel, yeah. so you'll go to see you know it. What, I don't think they have Surprise that me. big of an audience Surprise for me, Marvel. Surprise Actually, that's me, part yeah. of Pedro and Yvonne and all those great people that you have. It. I, I will, uh, if I see it, I'm not going to go out of my way to see it. <laughs> but, you know, if and I it see it and it's great, Disney. it's great. I'm yeah. not going to, you know. So, as some people say, if you like it, I'm not going to yuck your yum. Well, will, wow. you know. gosh, so there you go. that's a phrase. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's one more chat. Um, we got The Greatest Night in Pop, which is, is, is it a documentary on yes. Netflix? Okay, that's what it's being categorized as. And it's a behind-the-scenes look at one very particular night in music that brought the um, music stars of that time, uh, biggest music stars of that time, together. So we're talking about the song We Are the World. What was the inspiration behind it? Mm -hmm. We Are the World came out in 1985. It's the charity single for uh, African Famine Relief. And it was um, it was Bob Geldof who did uh, Live Aid from Britain, 
Uh, I don't. That's a huge single. They they did. Uh, do you do they know it's Christmas for Relief in Africa? Mm-hmm. Harry yeah. Belafonte, who's American, um, is was a, a huge um, activist and stuff, and brought and said, you know what, we we need to help famine in Ethiopia as well. What can we do the best? We can sing. Let's get the greatest people in pop from the 1980s together to to do something good. Mm. And give us a um, um, a reflection on who the stars were. Well, yeah, Michael Jackson and Lionel Richie, who wrote the song. Um, and then Bob Dylan shows up, Diana Ross, Stevie Wonder was there, Paul Simon, Tina Turner, uh, Cindy Lauper, Huey Lewis, there, Bruce Springsteen. So many people showed up. It would take too long to list absolutely everyone. But, you know, anyone in the 80s who had big hair and big hits, they were there. Nice. Were there any other iterations of charity songs Yep. Um, from uh, your supergroup? Well, no, in 2010, there was one. Uh, the An all-star cast of singers were brought together to help those affected by the 7.0 magnitude earthquake in Haiti. And yes. that included 2010 stars like Justin Bieber, Jennifer Hudson, Tony Braxton, and Miley Cyrus. Um, the last thing I had here was who would be in your supergroup? Uh, uh, and who do you think would be in mine, Rami? I'll give you one guest. Taylor Swift. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> from the bottom of my heart i knew it would be taylor yeah. swift oh man yeah i do i, I had a whole taylor free segment for you and you weren't here so oh, i dedicated I that to you. i thought You're you were so gonna do kind. it again i didn't i was surprised you didn't bring up her father punching that uh, uh what was it me- oh, a member of the media you're kidding yeah. right yeah. yeah you're right corinne it is a challenge to do a, a taylor free segment with you no 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 trust me it's not corinne knows knows that's not Oh, come on. <laughs> Thanks, Corinne. I'll chat with you in two weeks. Just ask Thank Brock. you. <laughs> Corinne Van Dusen joins us for bi-weekly entertainment chats, and this is Opposite TV Talk with Greg David. Up next, Grant Hardy. He's here today with the buzz, filling in for Beth Deer, who isn't here. And, of course, we haven't had Bill around for a while, so we hand the baton yet again after the break. Keep it here for more of Kelly and Ramya on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.